Welcome. You're listening to the Disc Maniacs Podcast. This week's cast is brought to you by Thunder Disc Golf and Disc Mania Incorporated. All right, boys. Well, here we are in the first episode of the Disc Maniac Podcast. To start off, we've got three hosts here. I'm Dave Reeves. I am also the purveyor of disc golf content on YouTube. My channel is Thunder Disc Golf. Who else do we have here? We've got... Uh, yeah, it'll be Jaime Murrow over here. Um, I'm a lead pressman over here at Dismania. Uh, so if you guys got anything related to Dismania questions, I'm your guy. And then we also got a fabulous thousand rated plus uh, Tyler over here. Yeah, Tyler <laughs> Liebman, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. I have a normal day job, but play <laughs> professional disc golf as a side job. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, you said... And sponsored by Latitude for like seven years. Yeah, you said your winnings are up pretty pretty decently for the past little while, huh? Yeah, got, got a win this year, first tournament of the season, and then didn't play so hot in the next one and then got quarantined. So <laughs> here we are. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the way we're going to start out the show is since this is the first episode... I really just wanted to let you guys get an opportunity to get to know the three of us and kind of who we are and why we think we have the right to talk about disc golf in the first place, which probably (laughs) I mean, Tyler are going to have a lot more to say than I do on that (laughs) front. But yeah, so just getting started out, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about you guys because part of the reason I wanted to do this with both of you is just to learn a little bit more about you and and your passion for disc golf. So let's go and start. Uh, Tyler, why don't you tell us, like, how did you how did you get started in disc golf? Like, what kind of brought you to the sport in the first place? Yeah, so uh, my dad has been playing, like, throw frisbee lids at trees since, like, the 70s. Oh, dang. And uh, they would just make a course in, like, their little apartment complex or whatever. And... I don't know when exactly he started playing tournaments. His PDJ numbers, uh, four digits. Ooh. I know that. Oh wow! Oh, so he's been a he's an old timer. <laughs> I'm actually a so little surprised got, that it's not even lower than that if he started in the '70s. But well, guess... he didn't start playing. Okay, so he's been a member since 2000. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he he was just kind of messing around in the park before that. Oh, cool. Um, but I played baseball all growing up and then baseball was kind of dying out and disc golf kind of just took over. So been playing tournaments for a long time and nice. So you kind of just started, when did you like, at what age did you start playing tournaments? So I started, I'm 31 now started playing tournaments in 2004. Okay. So math. (laughs) <laughs> 16 years ago i was 15 okay Ooh, that was nice. fast. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> quick math um and then i was probably playing for like two years just super casual before that okay wow so your ramp up period was pretty quick then i guess yeah i mean i i didn't play well when i started <laughs> tournaments i uh got dead last a few times in rec and juniors and <laughs> but to be honest like who did start really well like, right yeah right. that's true it's a learning process yeah so you start playing tournaments you lose some rec tournaments and then how did you get 
into the position that you are now with Latitude? Like, how did that come about? So going back a little bit, I've graduated high school in 06 and baseball was pretty much life before that. So once that ended, I needed some sort of competitive outlet. And that was when I really started caring about trying to be good at disc golf and trying to like practice. And um, I think I went pro in 2008, if okay. I remember right. Um, with mixed success, I think I, I remember cashing. Um, I shot my first thousand rated round and got last cash and I accepted and just moved up from there. Nice. So that was, um, what, three years, basically? You went from losing rec to <laughs> yeah. playing in open? Yep. That's amazing. Dang. How- I think I won, I won one advance. Oh, no, no, that's it. I, I shot my first thousand rated round and won my first advanced tournament, moved up the next weekend to pro, and then cashed, and that was when I moved up. Nice. So then how did you meet with latitude like how did that relationship come about so my dad he had the ear of svante who is um i think he's more on the marketing side of latitude um, okay and he just harassed him over email <laughs> for like wow. two years before latitude was big like like they are now they were they weren't partnered i think they were partnered with west side still but there was no dynamic discs um they had a pretty minimal lineup, but my dad just liked their stuff and he just kind of kept talking to him. And then we ran into him in 2013 at Charlotte Worlds and kind of got to know him a little bit better. And they they were sending my dad like prototype plastic just, uh, just from the relationship that he built. Interesting. And he's like, hey, my son's actually good. Like my dad is, he's a solid grandmaster pro, but he's not on tour or anything, obviously. Uh, so they ended up sponsoring me then. We were both sponsored. We were one of the first three people sponsored in the U.S. by Latitude, which is pretty wow. sweet. Okay. And then, they, yeah, I've been with them since then. So do you have, like, a pretty consistent communication flow nowadays? Like, what what does that relationship look like right now? Like, do um, they see new plastic? Or, like, what's kind of Yeah, so we... Role? We get like, um, I'm down at the ambassador team um, now. I was, I think the core team, but we have picked up so many people. Like when I started, it was six, I think was the U, like the US sponsored even the next year. And now we have nearly a hundred people sponsored by Latitude. So Dang. they really kind of took the grassroots approach to building their brand where they, they weren't really concerned with your skill level. We have a lot of amateur sponsored and you know if you're just a good guy and latitude thinks that you know like you could bring something to the company then they'll look at you right and i i like that approach honestly um yeah it's definitely but cool. with with such a big team i definitely don't you know i if i message tomas who's the uh disc designer he usually yeah. is pretty good about getting back but it's not like we're chatting all the time you know sure yeah well that's pretty cool man so um one thing to wrap up kind of these intro sections, what, uh, what have you been throwing lately? What's in your bag right now? If you could choose just like one disc that, uh, that you're really leaning on these days. Um, so the Ballista Pro has been a staple since it came out. I think I have four in my bag. One, I would cry if I lost. (laughs) It's just beat up perfectly. It's nice and flippy. Um, and then my other one was a, a felon 
I used past tense because I left it in a field uh, like two days ago. Oh. <laughs> and um, oh, I'm pretty sure a kid Rip. found it and he pocketed it. And I asked him and he's like, oh, I don't think I found a disc of yours. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. And I couldn't like go search his bag. That would be a little too far. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he has it. And I definitely uh, pretty bummed about that one. <laughs> It, it was been in there for like wait, three so you years. you asked him, you said, oh, I don't think years. I found a disc of yours. Not yeah, I, I, said, I was like, did you find a disc on hole one? And he's like, I don't think so. And I just kind of <laughs> looked at him like, what does that mean? <laughs> was this that round that I was supposed to come play with you this last weekend? Uh, it was, uh, I think you. it was on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Mm. Yeah, I needed you. You could have protected my felon. I'll take the blame on that one. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if only you were there, you could have picked it up for him. Yep. <laughs> it's all right. Donate to the cause, you know. Yeah, exactly. Some, some for the sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so you... he'll need a nice beat up three year old felon out of my bag. Yeah. So are you throwing the is the Bliss a Pro? That's just like your max max D. Or are you like shot shaping with that? Because those are a little bit more flippy. So the right? um, yeah, a little shout out to Tristan Tanner. Um, oh kind of an up-and-comer and pro who throws it. I think he might have the most combined distance, like thumber, tomahawk, forehand, backhand. Okay. He might lead the world. It's close. Um, and his signature ballista pros are super domey, and they're pretty dang stable at elevation. Obviously, I'm playing at 5,000 feet, so right. things are a little more stable when I go down to elevation. I usually swap up my bag a little bit. but Nice. Yep. Cool, man. Well, yeah. uh good to know kind of your story now and because uh, i always knew you work with latitude and were a sponsored player with them but kind of i didn't know you ramped up that quick so cool. yeah yeah so yeah uh hi man once you how did you get started like what what kind of is your disc golf journey what does that look like so my disc golf journey starts back in when i was 20 i'm 24 now uh, so about four years ago, I started playing, but the way I, I found it was I was bored out of my mind, about to play some video games like any other young kid. And uh, <laughs> my my brother walks in, he's like, "Hey, you want to come play some disc golf?" I was like, "What is disc golf?" And he's like, "Yo, you don't do these cagings." I'm like, "I never seen it." And then next thing you know, like my friend DJ, he tells me, "Oh, there's these cagings that we passed by at Glen Helen, which is a course back in California." And I actually graduated, like our little ceremony was there, and I was like. So, uh, so he kind of rang rang a bell like okay i do know what these things are anyways i go to dick's sporting goods my brother's like just pick a disc that you like i didn't know what the flight numbers meant or anything my brother's was tie-dyed so i bought a tie-dyed disc <laughs> <laughs> right his was a champion boss that was tie-dyed and of mine course. was a t- and mine was a tie-dyed daedalus didn't okay. know how i was gonna fly. um my brother's like hey i forehand because uh playing baseball our whole family played a lot of baseball and he's like playing baseball sidearms pretty easy. And so I started off sidearming, loved it, just hooked. Bought another disc. Didn't buy a putter though. That's the thing. I always <laughs> continued, continued to putt with my disc, like my, my drivers. Uh, my second disc was a, a champion beast. And then my third disc was a, a champion uh, Thunderbird, a three-time Paul Macbeth Thunderbird. And next, you know, someone finally told me like, yo, you would putt a lot straighter if you just got a putter. So I finally got a putter. And uh, so the journey continued. I played tournaments, played rec. I took third place in rec in like my third tournament. I was like, you know, this is pretty easy. I'm going to move up, go to intermediate, moved on, uh, played for three years, was hooked, wanted to take the pro route. And then I was like, it's going to be kind of hard for me to, to work, get money 
in my situation and try to travel the road. So I was like, I can't do this. But then I reached out to uh, a good friend of mine, Austin Montgomery, and he basically had a tryout for me at work for Dismania and basically was on this side of the this, the disc golf uh, world and was basically working for disc golf. And after that, I moved to Colorado last year, which is so after three years of playing the sport. Wait, so what, what were you just for, I mean, I know, but what did you end up doing with Dismania? Like you ended up working at the actual so, store, right? Yeah. I started working at the warehouse uh, and everything. Uh, they tried the, the tryout was mystery boxes, which is a big thing for Dismania. Um, it was a lot to take in, honestly. Uh, my third day of working with mystery boxes, uh, I got a surprise like, "Hey, CEO UC is what is going to come in today." Oh, jeez! <laughs> I'm, I'm on a tryout. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, like, uh, yeah, I know who he is and everything." And I'm like, like starstruck, honestly. Walks in, faces red, and he's like, and he just says a couple words, "Thank you. This means a lot for your help." And, and <laughs> goes to the other side of the warehouse and i'm just like oh wow like don't be thank you and basically that's how i got started they liked me gotcha that's awesome so you already knew austin though right because what is austin's title these days uh austin is the director of operations so Ah, basically over here in the u.s uh anything that happens he has the eyes out for it he knows what's going on yeah so you had already known austin did you know anybody else that was working there at the time or I met Austin and Chris at the same time because I went to go play a doubles round with Austin, Chris, Erno, who also was working in the U.S. at the time, and he was, uh, I think, like vice president of something. I forgot what. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> I met him three. Um, He's basically at, like top two, right? It's basically yeah, it goes UC like, and then Erno, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like UC, Uho, and Erno. Basically, like I would say top three of of the company. Basically, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I met him at a round and basically impressed him with my with my putting and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, I like this kid. Like, he has game. He also knows about disc golf. He throws a lot of our stuff. At, at the time, I was throwing a mixed bag of Innova and Dismania, but more towards Dismania. Yeah. There's a couple discs that I still had that I just felt like Dismania didn't have at the time that I was throwing. For sure. so that's crazy. You actually just met him on a like random doubles match. Well, yeah, because my my best friend DJ he knew he knew Austin before me. He's like, hey, you should come with us and play this doubles round. And I met so many people that day. I met Sam Farrens. If you guys don't know who Sam Farrens is, he's one of the youngest, I think, to win uh, become a world champion. I think and, okay. uh, and all that stuff. He's really good. Um, and uh, and then also those three guys. And... That's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So then you go to work for Dismania, and then Dismania moves to Colorado. Mm-hmm. So that was and, uh, what two years ago a year ago a year ago um we moved here at the end of december of 2018 right and i moved out here very literally january 3rd on my birthday uh dri- driving out here um to colorado which and now you 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 were pretty much born and raised by rancho in california where the warehouse used to be right uh, a little bit further. Um, if some people back in California would know this is up the hill or the Cajon Pass. Um, so I was about 35, 40 minutes, depending on traffic, right. away you from Rancho. You were still from around there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So then that was a pretty big move for you, huh? Just so Yeah. Uh, I just basically said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down to go. I left all all my eight siblings behind and my two parents. And all my, basically my whole family's in California. But yeah, and came out here to Colorado, and I love it. 
it's definitely a big experience in my life and met some awesome people like Tyler. Um, and yeah, here I am. It's crazy. <laughs> Love it. Nice, man. All right. So now these days you're stamping discs and yeah, filling orders. I have, a, and... I have a lot of things that I do there at the warehouse from Lee Pressman to safety manager. It's just got to make sure everyone's safe and all that stuff. And especially right now during this whole COVID thing, like I got to make sure everything's clean, everybody's wearing masks. And... Right. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'll ask you the same question to wrap up then. What uh, mm-hmm. what disc in your bag right now are you, are you really digging lately? I'm digging two discs but one disc more than the other i'm digging the the tactic of course and the and the exoplastic but more the neo essence uh i know it's not out yet but uh, i've been throwing it and it's it's a reliable fairway driver if you need it to flip up you can flip it up and it'll hold the ante angle real nice you can throw it with a little bit more hyzer and it'll flip up and go straight for you and just it has so much glide honestly and i love it yeah so you throwing that because you obviously being by Tyler in Colorado, you're at mm-hmm. five five thousand feet basically. So, are you still kind of throwing that for like flip turnovers? Yeah, as of right now, I mean, I've had the disc for two weeks now, and it yeah, so I'm doing it for flippy turnovers basically. Nice, cool, man. Well, that leaves one person, me. So yeah, starting out for me was I had played once or twice with my brother with his basically you know dx innova starter set stuff and eventually ran into disc golf as more of an actual pastime for me once one of my friends kevin shaw which uh shout out to him and ifc inland flight club and yeah just uh he came up and visited me uh i'm from the northwest so he came up and was like hey man you guys got a bunch of cool courses up there we should go check them out and we ended up playing something like it was like 80 something holes or something like that like in a day like we just played <laughs> oh my. three just courses like twice <laughs> we were like i love this game like so that was i can't even remember how long ago that was it was probably see i'm like 29 now i was probably like 18 or something man i've been playing a while 19 yeah, something like that. I think it was 19. Okay. I've been playing longer than I think. <laughs> <laughs> Time goes quick. Man. Right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so really got into the game. And from that point, I pretty much was playing the next few years, like, at least once a week most of the time, unless it was raining, um, and sometimes even when it was. And mostly kind of playing by myself. And then eventually, after the first couple years, I started looking into, you know, how can I meet more people playing and start getting competitive, which I found this group around here called Stumptown Disc Golf. It's okay. they, uh, if you guys are familiar with, well, I know you guys are familiar with it, but uh, Beaver State Fling, they put that oh. on, they organize that whole thing. So they're kind of a big deal. The guys there um, at the time, there's a guy named Jeff Haggerty who's still like huge in the area. He's still involved with Stumptown, but at mm-hmm. the time he was pretty much, you know, he was the guy running BSF and all that stuff. So ended up linking up with him, playing like random weekly doubles and stuff. And at that point it became more of an obsession than it was a pastime. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, just playing as much as I possibly could 
Um, I got a job where I traveled a lot. So I was traveling a lot to Southern California and Nevada. So playing every course I possibly could whenever I had the spare time after work to play pretty much. And yeah, so did that for, you know, a few years and, you know, didn't really, never really found any success in tournaments really. And something I still kind of want to get myself more into, but what I did find was a lot of good friends in disc golf and ended up starting my own league about three years ago called Northwest Flyers, uh, just up nice. in this area running some weeklies. We started with bag tags and at that point, pretty much disc golf is, you know, besides, as you guys know, video games, <laughs> disc golf is pretty much the main thing in life right now. And it kind of started, you know, kicking back up. Because for a while, when I had started playing tournaments and didn't do as well as I wanted to, I got a little bit discouraged and didn't really know, like I had this huge passion for disc golf, but I just wasn't playing well in tournaments. And so starting my own league and getting involved more in my community and eventually now for the last two years being on the Discmania, well, what used to be the Discmania media team, but now we're part of the official Discmania team as ambassadors. So basically the same thing as you, Tyler, mm -hmm. um, where, you know, they send us plastic to check out and spread the word about. And that's how my YouTube channel kind of got started um, or really started going to a place where it wasn't just me recording random things and not editing them very well, like really started <laughs> focusing on that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at these days now with disc golf is just promoting disc mania is my main thing main thing right now if quarantine wasn't going on i'd still be running my league but um more Here on that are. to come hopefully because <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was actually really excited to get back into that because i was running leagues but again i kind of hit somewhat of a plateau like not really knowing how to progress that and keep putting my passion into it and feel like i'm growing with it Mm -hmm. And so this year I was going to or am going to turn that league into a charity league for a charity called You Play Disc Golf, Universal Play Disc Golf okay. with Dustin Keegan, who shout out to him. He's Dismania sponsored now and just local to the Portland area. So that's awesome. Nice. And then yeah. uh, Zoe and Dyke. So both mm -hmm. of them run that both charity. People. Yep. Yeah. Zoe and Dustin are basically like treasures of the Northwest. Like they are really awesome ambassadors for the sport. And really, obviously we've seen Dustin and Zoe in tournament coverage a lot. So they definitely represent the Northwest really well, both in the things they do off the course and on the course. So I was really excited to get involved with them and kind of look towards, towards them as you know, my kind of future influence basically, but with that delayed, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> so <Right>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm still, you know, check out my YouTube channel and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at these days. And, um, as for me, a disc that I finally got out to play for the first time since 
basically the lockdown started in early March. I actually went out and played around, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually was digging the tactic, the exo hard tactic, because I lean a lot on my forehand for approach shots and even just kind of general shot shaping, to be honest. If uh-huh. I'm stuck behind a tree, if I need to lean out, I'm always going to lean out you know, to the right for my forehand. Or if I need to pitch up 150 feet or like 200 feet, if I can throw a forehand, I'm going to. Just because, okay. I don't know, something about it is just more point and shoot. And, and did, you, did you start, I mean, also... Did you start uh, forehand or did you start backhand? I actually started backhand. Okay, uh, oh, that's yeah. rare. Because I, yeah. I know you have a somewhat of a baseball history too, right? Yeah, I do. I played baseball, so yeah, that might have something to do with it. That I just feel like I can square up my hips. You know, I know kind of where my hips should be pointed to throw a certain direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, probably that has a has something to do with it for sure. But it's definitely. I'm way more comfortable with that. And I had thrown the Prodigy A2. I don't know if you guys ever threw that. Yeah, I've I've, I've thrown those a few times for sure. Yeah, so I used to throw that a lot for my forehand approaches, even as I kind of first started getting into Dismania. That's a pretty stable putter, right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely stable. It's, I'd say, more stable than a harp for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But not... It definitely doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's stable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of in that harp category. And even through me finding my passion for just the Dismania plastic in general, I was still throwing an A2. And once the MD5 came out, I switched to the MD5 for my forehand approaches. But just now that I have the tactic, like a truly, you know, kind of that harp category disc. And in yeah, that, like, it's so hard plastic that you know like grippy like it it reminds me of like a harp or an a2 the plastic that i would get for those discs was very Mm -hmm. similar to what now the the tactic the exo hard tactics Mm -hmm. so super comfortable and yeah it would just felt on point which was nice i think that's gonna be a hot seller for you guys yeah we'll we'll find out yeah (laughs) i i I would bet money (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely really nice. Um, I'm I'm also kind of curious to see what the... I always end up reading the... Or looking through the infographics that like Infinite puts out. Mm-hmm. Just to see kind of where everything stacks up against one another. But yeah, between the Tactic and the Essence, which I also got one, which I'm lucky. Those are definitely... You kind of took the words out of my mouth. Those are definitely two that I'm like debating between being really awesome. But I think I just got to get my form back a little bit from quarantine before I can. Yeah, we all got that quarantine <laughs> form. Yeah, I know. I'm confident in those flip turnovers, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so at this point, uh, I was kind of thinking we could check out what's going on in the disc golf world. I think this will kind of be a segment that we continue doing through to the rest of our episodes. So the first thing I saw that Disc Golf Park is making like a disc golf mecca in Finland, basically. That's true. So, what was it? It was like 16 courses or something? Yes, yeah, 16. <laughs> that, so... Which is a lot. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, you could it, it could be 16 nine holes, and that's still a lot. But, it, I mean, 
there's definitely gonna be like 18s to maybe even a 27 uh yeah. course but i mean it, anyways 16 courses is a lot of courses well and here it says <laughs> if you own or rent a boat you can probably play all 16 courses in three days without stress oh my gosh that sounds sick renting a boat and just going boat life yeah. fishing and stuff oh man yeah it, that, that's... it's like super isn't it super nice over there like the weather is like pretty much always good except for uh except for winter winter is probably uh, a little rough a little rough over there for sure yeah, they get snow yeah. and stuff right it's a summer destination yeah, yeah for sure summer thing so uh yeah, when I mean, are we... they have like the disc golf cruise like i could see this taking over that uh kind of getaway for disc golf definitely yeah for sure and you think of some of the best disc golf courses that for me i've I still need to check out like Maple Hill is one I still mm-hmm. need to check out for sure. Um, and then Dismania also has two championship courses kind of right by their Finland office, I think, too, that I want to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one, I forgot what it's called, but it's one of the top courses everybody says to go play. I will find it for you guys, but it's, yeah, I think it's going away soon. That's uh, Yarva, yeah. right? Yarva. There you go. That's the yeah. name. Uh, I guess the land that is what it's used for is going to be used for a different purpose. And yeah. so I think it's going away because of that. Yeah. You see, kind of put some work into a new one, right? He did. Um, yeah. And that, that's, that's a whole different course as well. Not, that hasn't been i don't think that's been played for tournaments yet i remember seeing like a teaser video but he definitely had a teaser video i don't think that it's had like a champion level tournament yet if i am not mistaken uh I, I know it's his like it's like his baby and he wants yeah. it to be for yeah, sure it's still, it's still like a growing baby yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a preteen yet yeah, so but it's yeah, a toddler it's, it's still yeah. she's still growing <laughs> exactly a lot of trees already though like it's it's a more mature course for sure um at, like as a beginner course would start out as but uh yeah it's i heard it's already pretty tough to play on i heard eagles only shot probably like eight down there but yeah. i mean that's still pretty good but i mean eagles pretty good yeah, yes yeah. that's, <laughs> that's championship level scores there for sure because i think in even beer state fling where they've got well they do play 18 whole rounds yeah i mean it's hard to keep scores you know worse than about 10 under for those top guys yeah um yeah i was just thinking of the fact that we've got you know these amazing courses kind of around the world and nation but we don't really have yet a complex like that of just championship level courses slammed together like that yeah the only one other one i can think of is charlotte and some of them aren't quite championship level but i know when i was there for worlds in 2012 i think 12 or 13 they had 17 courses in use oh dang and it was pro-am so there was some amateur courses for sure um but that's the only place that I could think of that would have that kind of density I didn't of even quality. Realize how many they had out there. I knew they had a huge. I think they have more than team, that, but... and I, I know some of them are not. You know, you're not going to go out of your way to play, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they were all within, I think, half an hour of each other. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> now I wonder. I feel like I want to check out now. I kind of want to check out and see how many of those are like championship level. 
Yeah, I don't know. I know, I mean, the ones we played blew me away. That was kind of my first uh, taste of dense woods coming from Colorado. And <laughs> that was an eye-opener. I know somebody just broke the record for uh, most individual holes played in a day. He played uh, either 17 or 18 courses in Charlotte in one day. So there's, there's, a, there's a little news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I don't a little know news for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Google that and make sure I'm not blowing smoke. But <laughs> I'm tired after like the max I've done is like two twenty sevens and eighteen. But out that yeah, I think it was Colton that was telling me, and he said he started at four in the morning. So that's insane. Wow. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking at disc golf course review, and yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, that's really dense. There's a lot of eighteen holes. I was expecting there to be, you know. Yeah, some... no, there's a lot of good, good stuff, and a lot of good players have come from there. No surprise. Yeah, because is Jeremy Colling from that area? I know he always yeah. shouts out. Yeah, Charlotte. him and Michael Johansson, and I know a few others that I'm not gonna remember. But... <laughs> oh yeah, they have Hornet's Nest. <laughs> yeah, Hornet's Nest, Renaissance, Nevin, Bradford. Those are the ones we, the pros, played for the regular. Dang. Nevin yes. opened my eyes to. How bad I could play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're all pretty dense courses, right? Yeah, and those were like 800-foot holes through 20-foot fairways where there is no secondary fairway. It's pitch back to the fairway. I remember throwing backwards like four times at Nevin. <laughs> and some wow. of them were like good shots. You're like, that was a great shot. And then you're like, I just threw backwards. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You just hit a tree and it just goes into yeah, ricochet into the woods or... and then battle the spider webs and then the the, uh, the bees. <laughs> is there a lot of like underbrush and stuff out there too, or is mm-hmm. it? Oh man! But it grows like it's eight feet high. Jeez. Oh my! There is no progression off the fairway, <laughs> which in Colorado we don't have. Like we have some dense courses, but yeah. there's always another fairway. You can always find a way to progress. Right. They don't. There's none of that out there. Yeah, even courses up here in the Northwest, I mean, we have a bunch of trees and, you know, we we do have courses with a fair amount of underbrush and stuff, but yeah, we don't. Yeah, you don't have the humidity to support this. You know, throw a forehand roller. Yeah, some kind of flex forehand to get up the fairway in some capacity. Well, and I'm sure, I'm sure guys like Ricky could, you know, scramble their way up a little bit, but yeah, still there's, yeah, you're, you're going to want to get gonna on compare the fairway. Everything we do to what Ricky does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> Drop expectations a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that it seems sick. So when are we, what do you, what do you guys think? Finland next year? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I'm let's down. do Finland. We'll the do a podcast from a boat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the boat cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dismaniac's boat cast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then any other kind of news you guys have been seeing? I know right now it's kind of weird with quarantine going on, but are you guys I seeing mean, any news going on out there for tournaments or anything? I mean, it's not really news, but the YouTube scene has been pretty fun. Um, <laughs> true. Simon, true. Simon's got like 65,000 followers or subscribers now, which is crazy. Yeah, he's, he's over there doing double aces. And yeah, I mean, his the content, the content that's been coming out has been pretty sweet with everybody bored. And I know Ricky and Paul and 
the challenges Tristan, they have. Tristan's been grinding, and you know, a lot of the YouTube stuff's popping off, which is cool to see. Yeah, you wonder if that's you know, it's kind of cool that there's already a little bit of that culture and community around disc golf, just because pretty much all of our tournaments are posted on YouTube. That's how most of us watch coverage in the first place. Right. So cool to see definitely those top well, pros it's good getting for these... a chance to just get more exposure yeah, when they're not I know playing some of them are doing like sometime. They're doing like little Patreon accounts, you know, like anything to support these pros that are grinding on the road every weekend. Yeah, for sure. I almost wonder too if in the end, looking back, that some of the pros that maybe aren't always going to be on tournament coverage, you know, uh are actually because they're not having to prep for tournaments and play in tournaments if they're actually seeing more exposure now yeah than they would they have if be. they were even on tour yeah uh, but yeah i've been seeing a lot of the challenges kind of going around too simon yeah simon and eagle and yeah Ricky, yeah paul yeah. yeah they're cool yeah i saw Paige is doing a bunch of stuff actually i saw Paige and Nate yeah they Perkins. built a tournament yeah <laughs> Yeah, the Avocado Open. They just raised some money and dragged Rico and Philo up there to go yeah. gamble. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. So, yeah, that was cool. I watched it all. It was, it was fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it's, it's strange. I, I just kind of wonder how much once all this is done, how much it's going to change kind of the way we're used to consuming disc golf in the last you know five years, basically. Right. Where maybe we don't need a Nike or, you know, whatever to come in and drop millions of dollars if, you know, we can do stuff like this and gain more exposure to the sport yeah. just through that so, alone. Simon keeps hitting double aces. People are going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, I haven't been checking out Brody's YouTube channel very much. He's saw... been grinding. He has been. Him and his and his uh, wife have been yeah both been posting playing and playing a lot and, yeah. yeah looking at it I was just looking through Simon's recent videos and he most of his videos were floating around forty thousand views like sixty thousand yeah Brody's three hundred thirty two thousand from a few months ago with Paul oh my gosh yeah two eighty two thousand for yeah. his first ace and these are. 36, 44 minutes, 23 minutes with 200,000 views. I mean, yeah. these are pretty they're not, pretty yeah, they're not like little clips. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely shows that the sport's growing, like mm-hmm. for sure, if you're seeing that many views. And yeah, Brody seeing... definitely coming from a from a ultimate background, showing, showing more ultimate players, oh, yeah, he, like, he's going to disc golf. Maybe that's showing more players turn towards disc golf than ultimate. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a growth for the sport. Yeah, I'm even just looking at some of his counts from just historically i mean he was you know some of his videos i think probably got a lot of exposure once kind of that trick shot era yeah i mean dawned he came upon up us in a the prime of ago. that yeah but i mean still it was you know pretty regularly through here he's definitely got some million view type stuff but i mean 500,000 200,000 yeah i mean i think know. he's making a living playing disc golf on youtube right now which is pretty crazy yeah and most most of these higher view count ones are a lot less time where it's like 10 minutes 5 minutes 
mm-hmm. you know, kind of right at that. Just get enough time for the ad revenue at that right. minute mark. Yep. Versus now he's like 30 like minutes. Like full rounds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's yeah, translating into, you know, pretty steady income. Plus now having a sponsor, which I think before. I'm not sure with Brody. I'm sure he had some kind of sponsors, right? When he was yeah, I mean, it was dark like he had the whole dark horse thing, and that was all still through Discraft, but on the ultimate side. Oh, okay, I yeah, thought dark horse was just like, like his, just his thing, basically. Was what I was yeah, thinking. That was like that was his brand he was trying to promote for sure. But uh, Discraft was the one who produced the frisbees, and obviously Stamp were printed on top of. Uh, yeah, they like the ultimate star or the ultra yeah. star or whatever it's called. Gotcha. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, today I learned. <laughs> <laughs> now it you know. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paige, her channel is getting pretty crazy now. Just mm-hmm. with all the content she's coming out, I saw from that avocado open video, people commenting like, "This is the most beautiful, beautifully yeah, shot round I've ever crazy. seen," and she's definitely bringing something different for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and I think even the Jomez guys, they're doing yeah, content they're doing like just as much and, as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, everybody's, everybody's getting by. Yeah. But we're getting new stuff out of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting time and it's kind of cool for those of us trying to grind our way up in the <laughs> disc golf media world. It's, created a kind of a niche too for uh for instance there's another guy that's on the Discmania ambassador team shout out to him and his channel is caddy disc golf and he started just doing nine hole basically making it into mini tournament coverages and he's starting to get more and more views for those that type of content as well whereas me and him usually rely on more like disc golf reviews and you know kind of that vlog style mm-hmm <laughs> And so it's even pushing some of us smaller content creators to get a little bit more into what's traditionally pretty much only, you know, like Gateway, Jomez, all those, you know, popular tournament channels. There was just so much content out there already that it didn't super make sense to, you know, post that kind of stuff or dedicate your channel to that kind of stuff because there was already such high quality content out there anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, even even from from uh, from my perspective, getting some of the benefits, I feel like as well, just because people are longing for for disc golf, some disc trapped in at home and, yep. you know, can't go out with the with the buddies, no weeklies. So, yep. yeah, it's definitely <laughs> bumped that, you know, number of eyeballs that are willing to just stare at disc golf on a. Mm-hmm. phone or a laptop or something so um but yeah so far what's um what's the disc golf situation like up in colorado by the way are you guys pretty much all your courses back open now or what's going on over there yeah so we got courses back in in fort collins they left all the nine holers which i thought was kind of interesting I don't know if they just like forgot about them or, <laughs> or what, but they pulled the, was two, more... the 218 hole courses for about a month and they've been back for, I think a week now, maybe two weeks. Yeah, I think so. So it's been nice. I think it was more, they pulled those 218s because that's where uh, more people are playing. Definitely uh, Edora, which is... Yeah, I think in 
in print in the the idea was good i think in practice it kind of didn't make any sense because i played a couple nine holers during this stint kind of expecting it to be dead and it was like there was 14 groups on a nine hole course in laporte yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it kind of backfired a little bit i think yeah <laughs> like you i gotta agree. pull them all or pull none but yeah we got them all back now so life's good again. oh nice <laughs> are you guys still uh, limited to group sizes and stuff though like are weeklies and yeah, stuff still yeah, on hold? I think they want four or less or five or less I'm a hermit I play alone doesn't matter <laughs> for me <laughs> and I mean I'm like 20 minutes 25 minutes away from Tyler I'm in Wellington and we have one course up here and they didn't pull it at all but uh, not a lot of people come up here to play but we definitely have some more heads showing up asking around on, on Facebook hey is your guys' course still here like, yeah. yeah it's still here and so a lot more people started showing up but not a lot so they still kept the course uh no one was really maintaining the course still a lot of weeds growing everywhere but uh yeah <laughs> well it, it is colorado nice to... am i right yeah, yeah. hey hey now <laughs> <laughs> oh, man but yeah it was nice to have it and now i mean as of now uh we definitely are traveling out a little bit more and playing more courses. It's getting warmer here, so definitely a lot more people are playing this playing disc golf, but uh, not not a threat to pull the baskets or anything. More more people are encouraging to call ahead and reserve, so you don't have large groups showing up to play. Oh, okay, so that course by you is that like a state park then or something or what? Is a private no, course? No, it's it's a, it's a public park. It goes through like uh, it's like three sections basically of a public park there's a long bike path that goes through it um and then basically on the side of the bike path is the course but so, uh, a lot of a lot of people keep their distance anyways uh you never see more than like four people on a card playing there so uh, it's kind of like we were like we're already making rules respecting the rules that they that they were putting out right so when uh i was just confused because you said like call ahead and reserve is that just well so like it, as of right now, like there's a lot of private courses and all that stuff, and oh, uh, yeah. courses up towards like the mountains. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, just other yeah. courses. You're saying. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And those those ones are kind of you guys is higher tier courses up there, I would imagine. Or yeah, some of them for yeah. sure. The, I mean, Colorado doesn't have the greatest disc golf to offer unless you go into the hills, the mountains. Right. So. Yeah, Those I've been are... down around like Boulder, I think. I played mm-hmm. like a couple nine holes that not terrible, but you know, executive. Yeah, nothing to really write home about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they they do I mean, I it's probably been a while since you've been back, but they do have a new course um on a golf course, which is honestly yeah, I mean, Eagle designed, right? Yeah, Eagle helped design it. Oh, okay. uh, with Patrick Adair. Um it's pretty good. They, yeah, it's pretty good. Iron Iron Flats, I think, is what it's called. Okay. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. But uh, it's a really good course, honestly. They did a good job designing it. Definitely has some eagle holes, for sure, uh, that, <laughs> that aren't human. Um, but uh, <laughs> He just built e- it to boost his rating in leagues. It's just like he Something just... like that. He's boosted. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, I've played it twice, and it's it's a challenge, for sure. He just, like, turned a par-5 ball golf hole into a par-3. Is that what happened? Yeah, and Something then, like and then he birdies it and nobody else does. Something yeah, like that. right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like rolls a PD2 for some reason. and <laughs> Yeah, for like 750 feet and then yeah. hits a 60-footer and walks off, you know? Yeah. You're you like, know how oh, you do. Eagle rolls a PD2. He must throw it like, you know, 
flat or like Anheuser. Nope, the dude Heiser flips it. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got some pop. Yeah, I beat him a lot when he was younger. Just for the record. Oh yeah. Not, oh sorry. yeah. I shouldn't say eight. when he was younger. I just beat him a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mopped the floor with that kid. Mm-hmm. Or, well, or, yeah. When you think about well, he how was like thirteen years now. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then he got really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah, t- just got the eagle wingspan and Yeah, yeah, he just kind of figured it out real quick kind of. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the band. first tournament I had really seen him in. I mean, he was already I... sponsored by Dismania and I'm sure well on the map for most people who actually pay attention to <laughs> He took a little while to get sponsored. It kind of blew me away. Yeah, um, yeah he definitely. won and he won Colorado State's shoot. I don't know when. Maybe 2015, somewhere around there. And he was already a thousand rated. He was like young, through a mile, and he wasn't sponsored yet. And I remember talking to him. I was like, "Hey, I'll put in a word for latitude." And he's like, "No, I really want Discmania." I was like, "Well, you're a beast. You should get what you want." So he held out, and there you are now. Dang. Yeah. No, yeah. So I tried to steal him from you, just so we're, just for the record. <laughs> well, sometimes you got you got to try a little harder, Tyler. Well, you know, I'm a good person. If he you wants are. Discmania, then you know what? He should pursue <laughs> Discmania. Yeah. yeah. True, true. True. But uh, it's okay. We're basically like you and me are basically like kind of sister wives now. It's yeah. We're like yeah. We're like buddy buddy now. It's yeah. it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> We're answering to the same the same people nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I man. Yeah, talk about the the essence. You know that. You know the latitude, dysmania. Yeah. You know. Well, and you guys honestly kept you were talking about the glide on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I got to take a little latitude pride. And latitude has I don't know if it's plastic or design. I don't know if you, do you know if um, dysmania designs those molds or if latitude uh, does it yeah i mean so it's more of a uc and domus i think i'm if i'm saying Doma, that correct domas domas yeah yeah uh it's more of a more so uc kind of says hey i want adissa does this but feels like this and and then so like a little collaboration kind of yeah it's definitely a collab thing and for sure yeah. and that's for my from what i know that's what it is and so he's okay. like hey i want adissa does this eight speed and or right, i want to right. yeah so that's what it is. It's more use and speaks out, and this is what we get. The latitude glide is a thing. Oh, there is something about it for I, sure. I, I remember agree. when I switched, it was like because I threw a lot of PD twos, and shoot, that was probably my main driver when I switched. And I remember mm-hmm. the glide was like, holy cow, doing something. I mean, there's trade offs for all of the flight characteristics, but this definitely is something I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think about you know the instinct is you know, kind of, you know, similar category mm-hmm. as the essence. Um, and, yeah, and that's, that's the other fairway, right? Love. Yeah, yes, that's the that fairway was driver. one of the first, that was actually the first. Ev- that was the one uh, the evolution. Eagle was throwing all over that everybody's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that thing yeah. looks sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I had to compare the two, uh, the instinct is definitely a more stable. Uh, yeah. Com- yeah. Can come out of an Annie. More than the essence can. The essence is yeah. going to be I here. I was watching Colton Montgomery throw in the uh, essence, right? That's the new one. Yes. Yeah, and he that thing was going like 500 feet for him, man. Yeah, like you said, it's that it's a it's a Dude, it just glide, kept freaking gliding. 
Yeah, yeah. and he he, well, has he a lot also of power. throws really far, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, with a uh, ten speed driver. Yeah, throws, like, I mean, he was yeah, he was definitely hyzer <laughs> flipping it, but it looked like controllable. You know, it's pretty stable flight. Um, yeah, not, like finicky for him. Yeah, which is yeah crazy. But I yeah. say I say with all speeds uh, of arms and from beginner to uh, advanced uh, to a fast arm like Colton's. Um, you're definitely going to see that it's a controllable fairway for sure, and you're gonna you're gonna get a little bit more distance off off of it for sure. That has mm-hmm. more glide than any other fairway, or you know, I I know some fairways from other companies, but it has a lot of glide for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and even thinking about even the Enigma, like that's uh, their distance driver that came they mm-hmm. you know came up with for Dismania, like that mm-hmm. has been pretty popular with people that i play disc golf with especially i mean mm-hmm. i'm obviously always pushing dismania on them but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but right. kind of that lower arm speed you know intermediate type arm which i also identify with mm-hmm. it's you know yeah it's just it's interesting how i noticed the glide in that too and the method even with the way it feels it feels like it's going to be just super overstable agreed but then it's, I mean, it's still stable, but yeah, the glide for sure. I guess I, mm-hmm. I never really thought about it, to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something I noticed. And do, do, I mean, do you think it's the type of plastic the Latitude uses? Because it definitely feels different than any other uh, Innova's plastic or the plastic, plastic. I know, um, speak, I, I've had a couple of conversations with, with Tomas, and he he's more of like a, I don't know how to say it. Um, he, he prefers, like he, he didn't really want to make like when the justice came out, the, mm-hmm. the really overstable mid, Yeah, they, we didn't have a disc like that. He just doesn't, doesn't really believe in it. Like yeah. you, you, you shouldn't need that. You should be able to finesse your shots. You should know how to throw your shots. Mm-hmm. And then I remember he came out to Kansas for the glass blown open and was like, Oh God, you guys need something like this. <laughs> 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 like yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's thirty mile an hour gust happened. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of his philosophy going with with his designs. I think okay. it's, uh, there's a lot of dome um, and a lot of glide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching yeah. UC basically did an interview with him, and yeah, I think he I said something kind of oh. to that effect that when they're testing stuff over there, they're really looking for the disc to fly. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it they, shouldn't fly like a phone book, you know. Yeah, they want <laughs> which you to there's be able time to and place shots. for a phone book, but <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Always keep my phone book in my bag. Just yeah, in case, I, you, I, know? I, you gotta have a phone book, man. It gets windy out here. <laughs> Bro, I has your flip phone books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I got sponsored by them. He asked me what what mid ranges I was throwing, and I said the fuse, which is oh similar to like a comet is really the only other disc that i know of that it's is awesome. similar it's very flippy it's very glidey and Don't. i feel like it was a big part of why i got sponsored he's like oh he likes the fuse okay yeah <laughs> he must, and he must know how to throw a frisbee okay good right me, me being my four years of playing uh i've never thrown a comet but i've had to, people tell me like i'll be surprised if you can throw a comet this far because i've heard it's flippy but the only fuse i've thrown is Tyler's fuse. One time we're playing together, and he he's like, "Here, try this," and I, it was a flippy mid range for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta control your, and I think that's just kind of his de- design philosophy. But yeah, that makes sense. 
for sure. I mean, he's he definitely seems. I think it's cool. I I'm looking forward to hopefully through that relationship between himself and UC that we get to hear more from him on kind of his on his philosophies and because mm-hmm. well, I just think the collaboration's so cool. I love the you know disc golf companies don't need to be enemies. You know, we're oh, all trying to grow the sport. You know. For like, sure. Disc golf's a growing game. It's not there yet. You don't need to be Nike versus Reebok. We're not, you know? Yeah. Agreed. We're not there yet. Yeah. Sure. I mean, just to throw this something, sprinkle a little something in there. Like, so us, uh, me working for Dismania, we also have a, a great kid who's working for us. His name is Josiah. He's also on the Latitude team. And he and he, he loves he loves it honestly. He loves seeing what's going on behind the scenes of a disc golf company. And then it's also being sponsored by another one. And he, he honestly loves it. And like, he sees like oh like we're so pumped like oh my god like whatever it's evolution or for our active line or something coming from Innova he just he, like he sees like how hyped we are for everything we get and our relationship with uh, all the companies. Yeah, yeah and I think it's cool. You guys kind of just you know he's Latitude sponsored working at a Dismania store. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, be buddy buddy. Wait, did did we get him in the like? Is this like you know like a Game of Thrones marriage kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah for sure. <laughs> man that's that's a lot of responsibility on his head now i mean yeah. to be fair it came after the partnership right with the uh it, it, yeah, it, latitude it was, which obviously helps things yeah, yeah and it was really cool honestly like it was so like i think four months into the whole we after we announced the whole evolution lineup and active lineup and then here comes Josiah and, and uh, it was honestly awesome. Like he, he brings in plastic and all that stuff. And he's like, Oh, like, this feels like this. This feels like that. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Honestly, we see both sides of the, of the, the story as you can say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that feel good note, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it an episode. So yeah. thank you guys for, for joining me. Maybe we'll, get facebook and twitter and all that good stuff you might see us popping up on twitch here stuff like that uh out to you guys who are listening so thank you anybody who's listening to this appreciate you and um yeah maybe we'll get uh get some more guests on here maybe uh we've Mm -hmm. been trying to convince austin to come hang out with uh... us uh, Tyler, maybe you can get some some latitude friends or just people sure. in that world. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you again for joining me for episode one of the Dismaniacs podcast, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for joining.